It's Monday, Hey Shvat, Tufshin, Ayin Dalid. We are coming to you almost live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Davidi with Hine Matov, 
here on The Israel Show and the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome, one and all, to this week's edition. Last two weeks, we unfortunately were besieged, I guess, by technical difficulties which kept disconnecting us in our location from the main broadcast center, and so we were not able to present the live Israel show that we usually do. And so this week, to uh, avoid the possible problems, we deviate from our usual practice, and we're pre-recording the show just about 12 hours or so before it's broadcast time. We are here every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern Time, 4 PM Israel Time, and you can listen to us on demand and via podcasts. All the information is at NahumSiegel.com. We have a great show, lots of great Israeli music. We have a Meir Milim segment that will continue the topic that we began the last Meir Milim segment. We have a very moving, I must say, now and then segment coming up, and much, much more. Here we go, more Pugi. This is coming off of uh, their live performance, the last performance. This is the famous Shir HaMakolet. My name is Mayor Weingarten. This is The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm 
We are sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, organization that paves the way for all those who want to make their life in the state of Israel. They have a string of events coming up, Nefesh Benefesh does, where they will have Aliyah advisors available for individual meetings to assist you with building your personal Aliyah plan and help you prepare for your life in Israel. Meetings can cover a wide range of topics, including Aliyah rights and benefits, career opportunities, finding a community, the right community, schools and education, retiring in Israel, go north, go south programs, higher education opportunities, national service, and Tzahal, IDF. These meetings are by appointment only. And if you arrive without an appointment, the Nefesh Benefesh staff will not be able to meet with you. There is a... Um, long list of cities where Nefesh Benefesh Aliyah advisors will be coming starting January the 6th in Baltimore, January 7th Washington DC, the 8th in Manhattan, the 9th in Queens, the 12th both in Lakewood, New Jersey and in Los Angeles, on the 14th both in San Francisco and in Brooklyn, in San Diego on January 15th, Toronto January 16th and Montreal on January the 20th and we post we posted this list and the links to each specific event on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And you can check this out also on their website, Nefesh Benefesh's website, nbn, Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il. The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Here's Barry Sacharov, a very popular Israeli artist, with uh, his version of Tzamalacha Nafshi, the words are from Tehillim, and the melody was written by the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, the Baal Hatanya. It's a very popular Chabad nigan. You're tuned to The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and this is the Nachum Siegel Network. Nafshi Kamalecha Besari Be'eretzia Ve'ayef Bli Ma'im
is Hey Shvat. It is the Yortzeit of the Lamed Hey. You may be familiar with Rechov HaLamed Hey in Yerushalayim, running through the Pash Katamon neighborhood. Who were they? Why did they get the name Lamed Hey? How? Why? And in what year did they die on this, the fifth of Shvat? Their story revolves around an area in Israel called Gush Etzion, in the mountains between Yerushalayim and Hebron. Yerushalayim and Hebron are about a 40-minute ride from each other. 
if you want to see the map in your mind's eye, start at Yerushalayim and draw a line almost straight down. And 40 minutes later, you'll hit Hebron. Now, just about halfway down the line, 20 minutes south of Yerushalayim, is where our story takes place. The area controls the Jerusalem Corridor and is of great strategic importance. And so, during the 1930s and 40s, Jewish pioneers built four small settlements on this empty, barren ground, on land that was bought and paid for by various Jews and Jewish organizations. Kfar Etzion, Ein Surim, Masuot Yitzchak, and Rivadim. This group of outposts was called Gush Etzion. The word Gush means a cluster, a cluster of settlements. The Arabs who lived nearby didn't like their new Jewish neighbors, didn't matter that the land was previously uninhabited and was legally purchased, and and there was no quote-unquote occupation back in the 1930s, just pure, unadulterated hatred. Not much changes. And so the Arabs continually attacked the small group of farming villages over and over again. Starting in October of 1947, the Arab militia surrounded the Gush, cutting off access to the four settlements. As time passed, the situation in the besieged Gush Etzion grew more desperate. They were running out of food, of supplies, medicines, and the ammunition to protect themselves from the Arabs who surrounded them. The Haganah, a pre-state forerunner of Tzahal, attempted to send envoys and airlifts of supplies, but all attempts were unsuccessful. Finally, it was decided that a group of volunteers would try to get to the Gush on foot. The group numbered 35 volunteers, and hence the name Lamed Hay. They were led by a young, brave commander named Dani Mas. Hiking under the cover of darkness along a 15-mile route that was dotted by Arab towns, they carried the needed supplies on their backs, hoping to make it to Kfaritzion before daybreak. All was going as planned as they completed the first 11 miles. They were only four miles away from the Gush. The story is told that they then came upon an old Arab shepherd. Would he alert the Arabs in the surrounding villages? They debated whether to kill him or not. Was he an innocent bystander or was he a threat? They chose to let him live. Some say they believed him to be blind. Some say they tied him up, but he got away. We'll never know. Because the old Arab shepherd sounded the alarm and within a short time the 35 young men were surrounded. They ran to a nearby hill and fortified themselves. With the little they had, the small group of 35 battled the increasing mob of Arabs. Heroically, they fought through the entire day and the following night. But at the end, all 35 were brutally massacred by the Arabs. Many were so mutilated that their bodies, not recovered till many months later, their bodies could not be identified even by their own parents. There's so much more to tell about the Lamed Hay, about the War of Independence, of the tragic fall of Gush Etzion in 1948, about the 23-year-old member of the Lamed Hay, Moshe Perlstein, a student at YU who made Aliyah to volunteer in the Haganah. He was from Jersey City, New Jersey, so close to our home base. We remember him as well on this, his yard site. 
And there's the incredible story about the tzaddik or Bar Yelavin and how he eventually identified the bodies of the Lamed Hay. And of course, the story of our return to Gush Etzion in 1967. All that will have to wait for another time. But we should know, and we'll declare for everyone to hear, that today, thousands of Jewish families live in Gush Etzion. The small cluster of tiny outposts is now a major presence of 22 cities and towns, led in size by the city of Efrat, and in emotion by the re-established Kibbutz Kfar Etzion. It is the home to over 70,000 Jews, home to the exceptional Hezder Yeshiva known as the Gush, and this battle-scarred land is now also the home base of Rabbi Shlomo Riskin and his many great educational enterprises known as the Oratora Stone Institutes, and many, many more. And I'll end on a personal note. A few years ago, I came into possession of a historic artifact, a small slip of yellowing paper with the official letterhead of Kfar Etzion. Dated 13 Tammuz Tufshin Zayin, July 1, 1947, just about 10 months before it was captured by the Arab Legion. It reads, in Hebrew, This is to certify that Shoshana Berkowitz was with us for a year of national service, Shnat Shegut Lumi, and faithfully completed her requirements. She has left with permission of the committee. Respectfully yours, then an unintelligible signature covered by an ink stamp of Kfar Etzion. Just a few months before the siege began, Shoshana Berkowitz, having finished her Shegut Lumi, returned home to Tel Aviv. What happened to her? I tracked her down. She went on to marry one David Weingarten, and together they had two children. They named the second one Mayor, and today he proudly tells the story of Israel's heroes, of which she is one. And that's this week's installment of the Now and Then segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Let's 
Meir Milim segment, we shed light on a word or phrase in the Hebrew language. Meir Milim is inspired by the Galeit Sahal radio segments of Dr. Avshalom Kor and informed by the teachings of Dr. Lior Gottlieb. In our previous segment, we took a closer look at the word bara. Not the creation bara, bereshit bara, no, that's bet resh aleph, but the other bara, bet resh hey. We discovered that bara, with a hey, means pure, clean, mitzvat Hashem bara, mi'irat and that the masculine form is bar, same meaning, just without the hey at the end. Niki chapayim uvar levav, pure of heart. We also saw the connection to the melacha of borer, where a person sorts his stuff, creating piles of unwanted things and piles of good, clean, if you will, things. And hence the word barur and birura mean clear, understandable, like Mishnah Barura, which clarifies the halacha. Listener Michael emailed, asking, what's the connection to the word bar in bar mitzvah? Great question, Michael. The answer is, there is no connection. But... Let's use the opportunity to clarify, Livarer, why. The bar in bar mitzvah is not Hebrew, it's Aramaic. And in Aramaic, the word bar has two different meanings. Bar means son, son of. And bar also means outside. Let's look at the latter. When building the Aron, for the Mishkan, the box that will hold the Luchot, we're told by God to coat the wood with gold. Coat it with pure gold, inside and out. Mibayit is inside, like the house. Your house is inside. Umichutz, chutz is outside. Targum Onkelos translates the word Michutz as Mi bara, outside, bar, bara, from the outside, mi bara. And, as usual, the meaning of bara in Aramaic expanded from outside, in general, to meaning a large outdoor area, a field. Bara in Aramaic means a field. Surprised? Shouldn't be. It's right there in the Shabbat Zmirot. Remember this verse from Kari Bon Olam? Let's try to understand this verse that we sing so often. Shvachin asader tzafra viramsha. I will praise you, Shevach, praise you, God, morning and night. Lach, Eloha Kadisha, Divara, Kol Nafsha. You, the Holy Lord that created, Vera, all life. And now we enumerate. We list the different forms of life that God created. They are... Irin Kadishin, the holy angels, Uvne Enosha, and humankind, and now the key sentence for us, Chevat Bara, the Ofe Shemaya. Ofe Shemaya, 
that's pretty easy. We know the birds are in the sky. Ofei Shemaya. Chevat Bara. The common misconception is that Chevat Bara here means the chayot, the animals that God created. But now we know that Chevat Bara are the animals of the fields. And how beautifully it all fits in now. As we enumerate God's creations, we have the animals of the fields, Chevat Bara, and parallel to them, the birds in the sky, Va'ofei Shemaya. So the Aramaic Bar and Bara generally means outside, and more specifically, a field. In an upcoming Meir Milim segment, we'll look at the other side, the inside, which in Aramaic is Migo, the opposite of Mibar. And we'll use that knowledge to dispel yet another common misperception in the very same Karibone. And of course, I still owe you the other meaning of Bar, the one from Bar Mitzvah. Stay tuned in the coming weeks as we'll go inside and out to understand the words we repeat and sing so often. And that's this week's Meir Milim segment. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Yoni Gennard off his album Oat Le Oat with Curry Bone. And before the uh, Meir Milim segment, we had Yigal Bashan with the Tenli and Kamot Soani combo. My name is Mayor Wangart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are pre-recorded today. We are recording this 12 hours before, or just about 12 hours before airtime. So if something happened in the last 12 hours in Israel, for example, if the situation with Ariel Sharon deteriorates even more, and I'm not able to update you on that, well, now you know why. Coming up, two very popular Israeli songs, very different from each other. First, a lullaby known as Pismon la yakinton. What's a yakinton, you might ask? Well, it's a flower, and in English it's called a hyacinth. I don't know what it is. Look it up on Google, if you're not sure. But it's a beautiful melody, and almost every Israeli knows it. And we'll follow that up with Yehudit Ravitz and Lakachta et yadi biadcha ve'amartali. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network. Begane in 
Thank you. 
We'll close out today's show with Ruhamaraz and Migavoat, the Israeli Hebrew version of the Bet Midler song From a Distance. But first, we thank you so, so much for tuning in and listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. Tech Talk coming up at 10 o'clock and then a great Music Monday mix. Until next Monday, following JM and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.